I, I was really, I was really off put by this because I believe that CrossFit made a decision to shut themselves off from the outside world. They got rid of their media department with no information, none, no, nothing released to the general public, only left to speculate. And then you, you basically said, we want to open it up to the world to, so they can make a career reporting on what we do. And now we're going to judge it. And now you were going to judge you for doing that. Hi, this is the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. I am Scott Schweitzer, and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends, Amy Rudowski, Charlie Yodi, along with myself, are just average ordinary CrossFitters who participate to compete at life. However, we love the sport of CrossFit, and we wanna bring you the latest news from the Open to the Sanctionals, all the way to the Games. We will be doing interviews with athletes and sharing our daily struggle in the gym and in the kitchen. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if you would like to be so kind as to give us a rating, that would be appreciated greatly. Now let's get to this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. This is episode five or six. Gosh, I've already lost count. Uh, I believe we're on episode six. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere in there. Oh, well, we'll get it later. So we're coming to you. Uh, it's a week after Thanksgiving. We took the week of Thanksgiving off, as we said on our last episode, and we wanted to just catch you up on some news around the CrossFit world. And we're going to start with the sanctionals that happened over the last two weeks. Really, it was just last weekend. Uh, and that was the Pandalan Championships. Yes. And yes. the South Fit Challenge. Throwdown or Challenge. No, it was Pandalan Challenge, I thought. South Fit was a second. We are on top of our game today, folks. We're going to get it. We're going to get serious here. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into that, let me ask you guys, how was your training week? Actually. As us masters athletes getting after it? You know, um, I actually had a pretty good training week. So I hit it really hard uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this past weekend. So today was a very much needed rest day today. So I, I took today to just kind of recoup. But um, overall, last week, you know, I maybe competed one other day during the week for a workout, but um, mainly just hit it hard on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Nice. I think I took what the kids like to call a rest week, um, and I actually feel like crap because of it. Um, yeah, I think I worked out once, and it was on our uh, our special Tuesday workout. And um, yeah, I don't know what really happened during that day either, but it was it was a good time. For those of you who don't know what these special Tuesday workouts are, so Charlie and I get together. Um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays and work out together at 7 a.m. because I usually coach 5 and 6 a.m. on those mornings and then I'm just left to work out alone. So Charlie nicely agrees to show up and, and work out with me. We call it 40 plus club, 40 plus club. And Tuesdays are what do we call Tuesdays? Technique Tuesdays and four quality Thursdays. 
So that's what our special. They usually all end up being for quality. We're just quality people, so we want to have quality. There you go. And we're all 40 plus. So. Okay, awesome. Well, that was way better than my workout week. Uh, I contracted uh, a flu virus uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I was packing to head home to see my parents and nearly passed out in the driveway. I mm. uh, said, you know what, maybe I need to sit down, take it easy. Went to bed that night, woke up the next morning, chills, shakes, the whole bit. Oh, that's the worst. Perfect. Uh, so we had to call off our trip to Pennsylvania for Thanksgiving. Uh, and then on top of that, I, be, I had an allergic reaction to a medication, which mm. totally took me out, um, made me extremely nauseous. And I had bumps in my mouth, throat, all over my face. It was great in my yeah. ears. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So uh, I think that's finally coming out of my system. Sounds like you had the plague. <laughs> I hope that it's out of your system since we're very close to each other right now. <laughs> and I got my first workout in today. Feel like a big old pile of poo, but got it in, got some movement, sweat out some stuff. So hopefully uh, we're on the road to recovery. Listen, that's what we preach here a lot at uh, Shred is just get moving. Yeah. Just show up. Show up. Move your body. Yep. Which contradicts what I just said that I did last week, but <laughs> neither here nor there. <laughs> All right. So let's get into these sanctionals. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying that I thought they were pretty unwatchable. It was painful. I, I couldn't even watch it, honestly. And, and we are CrossFit fanatics who love to watch the sport of CrossFit. Um, the Panda Land, whatever it wants to be called. Uh, it was tough to watch because it was not in English. Uh, the morning chalk up tried to do like some overlay stuff. It, you know, it, A yeah. for effort. But but I think the, the critical piece was they had some stationary cameras off the floor. They had one moving camera. And it was really hard to see what was going on across the floor. When they went to the stationary camera, everybody was too small. And when they were using the mobile camera, there was just one of them. So you got like one person at a time instead of what we're used to more often with like rogue setup or uh, even the old game setup. You you had like four or five guys running around with mobile cameras so you could flip to like whoever was doing well. And I'm spoiled by that. Yeah, I think there's so many pros and cons to having all these sanctionals. You know, the opportunity for these athletes to travel and to be competing against each other, you know, instead of just having the one time for regionals and then competing again at the game. So I think there's a lot of benefits to these sanctionals. This is one of the things that I think is, is lacking is because you're going to have all these changes and differences with that. You're going to lack on some areas. And I think the broadcasting was really what, what hit that with the Pandalian CrossFit challenge. <laughs> Thanks for Google. You're welcome. Uh, what I think is a good thing, though, especially with Pandaland, is they let a lot of uh, Asian athletes into the event and gave them the opportunity to compete on a pretty high level. And that's something that they don't always get to do. And I thought I think that's a cool aspect of the sanctional. Uh, and I know that Southfit did the same thing down in Argentina. Uh, a lot of the Latin American athletes who don't get to compete on the big stage got a chance to compete with some games athletes uh, and really have an opportunity to do something cool. So even though the broadcast for us to watch it may not have been great, uh, they are opportunities in that area. And may, and I'm sure that for them, the local broadcast was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great for the sport. 
it's just kind of boring for us to watch where we just want to see the people we know, you know, we're just not aware of some of those people. Yeah. I think, And it shows the expansion of of what CrossFit is doing is they want to get more of that inclusive, you know, not only the, the elders moving water jugs, but uh, you know, even people in other countries that get to, to perform on that big stage. Elders (laughs) moving water Water jugs with blue juice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, the one thing about Southfit that was tough for me is I found an English broadcast and all it was was a guy who I think took the feed, was trying to do something good for the United <laughs> States, and he was just screaming over top the Spanish broadcast. And with the music, the Spanish broadcast, and him trying to talk over top of it, it got a little It was a lot crazy. happening. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so let's just talk about who punched their ticket to the game. So in Pandaland, oh, you know I'm excited about this one. The on the men's side, winning it, winning the Pandaland CrossFit Challenge—is that correct? I would say it was oh, yeah. a surprise. Uh, yeah, over Jacob Hepner was Con Porter, Amy's man crush. That's right. So he had a great weekend. Last year he went team on Project X. This year he decided to see what he, if he could make it back as an individual. Second sanctional out, wins it, punches his ticket to the games. And I think with with the Open, he didn't do terrible in the Open. I think he was in the 50s. I want to say maybe like around 56 or something on the overall leaderboard. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he showed up there and and right against Jacob Hepner. Um, Now, I did hear Hepner say that he was using this as an experiment for him because he had already punched his ticket. Yes. He wanted to see, like, how long could he hold on to a bar without – um, totally blowing up and he was going to use it as a in a live competition can I do what is my capacity mm-hmm. uh, but even be, beyond that Jacob Hepner's capacity is through the roof yes right. uh, so Con Porter beating him is still a, a really significant win for him and also um, of course I did some extra watching of some interviews with Con afterwards so you may not be aware of this but he was um, had been suffering a back injury and he's kind of been fighting it uh, for the last couple of months and you know he wasn't even sure if he was going to do the competition and then he'd kind of you know thought about it and decided he was going to go ahead and do it even uh, like the night before the competition, his back was acting up. He had some people work on it. And then he decided, you know, what he tells his athletes um, is, you know, there's training athlete and there's competitive athlete. And he said, you know, this was a competition and here I am to compete. And sometimes when you're, when you're in that mode, the adrenaline just takes you. And that's why he was super um, happy. He was able to get that snatch at 265. It kind of goes back to the old adage of Rich Froning, when you're in training, you listen to your body. Yes. When you're in a competition, you tell it to shut up. Yep. Hey, and it paid off. It did. So, and I know uh, in some of the clips from the Torian Pro, he was suffering from that back injury at yeah. that. Yep. Uh, and had to withdraw from some of the events. So, uh, so kudos to him. And now he gets a long time he gets to recover. a long rest. Drink a lot of beer and... Let that man bun grow even longer. <laughs> that man bun. Grows. So, before we get too far into man buns... Uh, let's look at the women's side, and that was Harriet Roberts one, and she was actually a member of uh, Project X last year as well. So she was Con Porter's teammate at the games last year. The whole team kind of came together and said, hey, are we going to go as a team or are we going to try to go individual? And they decided to take the first half of the season to see 
if they could compete as individuals. If they couldn't, hey, maybe we'll come back together and try to do the team thing in the second half of the season. But two of the members qualified in the second sanctional of the year. Right. Uh, so I think guess they're going individual. Looks like they're going individual. Yeah. It's like there's two people in that uh, Project X needs for uh, competition. Well, the, the second woman from Project X, uh, her name escapes me right now, she actually was going to compete at Pandaland and couldn't get the visa uh, to go to China and had to withdraw from the competition. So I know she's trying to go individual as well. So I'm sure we'll see her at some of the Australian events, um, but we'll see what happens there. And then on the team side, uh, it was Team Butcher Lab. That's a fun name. Fun name. Uh, good that it's a fun name because I don't know a single person on it. <laughs> uh, they are they are from Denmark, uh, and that's about all I know of Team Butcher Lab. Uh, I found the one thing that was interesting is the athlete the athlete program that finished on the podium at Filthy 150 finished second at this event. And so they have come so close uh, twice, uh, but have yet to punch that ticket. You know, sorry, I was thinking about something else. I know you were just talking about team, but my ADD just flipped back to somebody else who I wanted to mention that was also competing in Pandaland, Lucas Parker. That was kind of uh, fun to see him out there on there. Is it just me or does he always look super angry when he's out there lifting? Uh, he looks like Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> yes, uh, he does. As Christmas is coming, he... He does more and more like that. Um, but yeah, I do. He, he always looks angry, but he yeah. is one of the funniest men. He is. He is. I think he's a, a awesome dude. It just, when I'm watching him, I'm like, I'm dude, he's intense. So I saw an interview with him after day one and he was really upset with himself because he made some mistakes mm. on the floor. Um, and he was really critical of himself. Okay. Uh, so I think he was just disappointed. Yeah. We've all been there. Yep. Not on Tuesdays or uh, Thursdays. No. <laughs> All right, so let's go to Southfit. Uh, here's some names we know, uh, maybe. So on the men's side, that's probably the least well-known. Uh, Pete Shaw made it uh, as the champion from the men's side. He is Canadian. Uh, the, the only reason I know him is he did an open announcement with Pat Vellner and uh, Paul Tremblay a year ago uh, at Paul Tremblay's gym. Uh, and that's the only reason I know him. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, but anyway, he won the Southfit throwdown, whatever. These Canadians seem to be uh, taking a lot of the top spots. They the do. open and the a. sanctionals. See something in the water. <laughs> Bunch of hosers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so he won on the men's side. On the women's side, uh, since you have Con Porter, one of the most beautiful women in CrossFit. Agreed. Uh, when I met her at the games, I was stunned. She's just a beautiful woman, uh, Bethany Shadburn. And on top of that, she can really do CrossFit well. She can. Uh, she finished yeah. eighth in the games last year. Yeah. Uh, and she did not qualify through the Open, so she needed this win uh, to get in. Uh, but she looked really good, and the parts that I could uh, – see with the guy screaming over the Spanish broadcast. Do you mean she looked really good or she looked really good doing CrossFit or she looked Both. really good and doing CrossFit? Both of them. Uh, Both. D, D, all of the above. <laughs> she has a great follow on uh, Instagram too in terms of CrossFit type things. Yes. She does show a lot of movement preps and a lot of 
I do follow her on Instagram and actually I've gotten a lot of great um, information on, on doing some prep work and some uh, accessory work. Crop tops. And one of my favorite Buttery Bows episodes was with her uh, when she actually did a, a vest workout with them. Yes. Um, that was awesome. And it crushed all of them. And that, that was a lot of fun to watch. So if you want to see something cool, uh, it's a Buttery Bros episode. One of their early ones. Yep. Uh, they went to her gym and worked out with Bethany Shadburn. And it's, it's pretty good. Uh, so finally, on the team side, uh, big upset. The Odd Squad took first over CrossFit Invictus. Yeah. So they get the nod to the games, and it is Alexis Johnson, Emily Tanner, Jordan Cook, and Brandon Luckett. All games athletes, prior games athletes. Um, but I would not put them on the level of Lauren Fisher, right. Rasmus Anderson, uh, and that crew. So, But they did upset them, and so they got the ticket, not Invictus. Yeah, I'm anxious to see what will happen with these later sanctionals with CrossFit Invictus. All right, so they'll get in. You think? Yeah. You feel oh, yeah. you feel confident about yeah. that? Okay. They'll find one they can win. Well, there's 25 more sanctionals. You know, listen, I'm an anxious person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the so let's finish up with the unwatchable sanctionals and just congratulate those athletes that are moving on. Uh, they're all well deserved. Uh, even though it was unwatchable, it doesn't take anything away from the performance of those athletes and them punching the ticket to the games. The events were still quality events, um, and the competition was still quality competition, and they did a good job So, with that. So now we're going to talk about some CrossFit news. Um, and let's start with, there was an interview done with Armin Hammer and Jonathan Haynes, who is the communications director. Uh, I think he's the social media communications director for CrossFit HQ. Yes. He's one of the ones that survived. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how either, but he is. So he came to Armin and asked to have a sit down with him because he felt that there was, the community was developing some toxicity uh, in the way they communicate about CrossFit and CrossFit HQ. So he came to the table with a big notebook of notes. Mm -hmm. uh, I would not say that Jonathan is a trained public speaker and he even says that in the interview that that's something he needs to work on as communications director. That is a skill, especially being the communications director. As you're the director. communication director, correct. Yeah. So it kind of started off, I would say, in a way that really caught me off guard. Um, he kind of came to Armin and said that he'd been listening to Armin and his uh, vlogs and felt that Armin had taken a negative approach in his reaction to what had been going on at CrossFit HQ. It was almost an attack uh, without Armin really knowing what was happening. So you could kind of feel it. It was kind of that feeling in that room of. Yeah, that oh, tension. This is where we're going. Okay. And, and I think what what Jonathan was trying to get to is instead of publicly bashing what we're doing at CrossFit HQ, why can't you come to us and us have a sit down? So I, I was really. I was really off put by this because I believe that CrossFit made a decision to shut themselves off from the outside world. They got rid of their media department with no information, none, no, nothing released to the general public only left to speculate. And then you, you basically said, we want to open it up to the world 
So, so they can make a career reporting on what we do. And now we're going to judge it. And now you were going to judge you for doing that. Yep. Again, back to these inconsistencies that we talk about. I'm, I fully support CrossFit and their decisions and, and their, their general mission, but I think their methods and, and their communication is, is really below par. I think many people that we hang out with believe that Greg Glassman is a genius when it comes to fitness and what is, what is right for uh, your overall nutrition. And he, he has fought the fight against many people who are trying to take those freedoms away from us. And I applaud him for that. But their communication at HQ, whenever they make a change, I believe that Glassman likes the anarchy that comes from that. Mm -hmm. And now you send out a guy to say that you don't like the way that we're talking about HQ. I think that's, and, and that's one of the criticisms people had when they had their own media department, that they had their own propaganda department that were pumping out the greatness of CrossFit. And all you got were the sunshines and rainbows and none of the negative. Mm -hmm. When you outsource that, there's no connection to your office anymore. And people are going to speak what they think is really going on. And you also think about the people that they're able to talk to are the people that just got let go. So there's going to be some some negativity left inside of them to say, hey, here's what we didn't like about what was going on. And that's those are the people that are talking. Well, and then out of the other side of Jonathan Haynes' mouth, he was saying that some of the things that Armin said, CrossFit has listened to and made changes because of. Hmm. He just wishes that he that Armin would bring them to them directly as opposed to out in the public. But if the public doesn't have an outcry over what Armin says or the community doesn't have outcry over it, does CrossFit respond? No. I don't believe so. I And I agree with you. I think that it took Armin proposing it, the community to hear it, and echo that. And respond accordingly. Right. Yeah. For CrossFit then to say, ooh, maybe he has a point. Yeah, I don't think that they've made it them their doors very open for people to come and approach them. So I, I, I kind of wave the BS flag on that statement because they don't seem approachable. I agree. Now, what I found really funny is Armin has interviewed Greg Glassman, I think, three times. Yeah, I think, since yeah. Since all this has happened, and before Jonathan Haynes came to him about this. Why wasn't any of that mentioned by Glassman in person? Sure. He, 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 Greg Glassman, it does not take me as somebody who's afraid of conflict, as we, as we know, uh, as we know him. So I'm, that's surprising to me. Yeah, I, so is it really CrossFit's beef or is it Jonathan Haynes? Jonathan Haynes beef. I in watching the video, I would say that it's probably not Jonathan on his own. Yeah. I don't I don't know that he has the cachet seeing just from him now. And he was also in one of the previous Road to the Games as he was dating one of the girls that they uh they followed. He's not a very outspoken 
I'm going to show you my opinions type of guy. It doesn't appear that way. And based on his presentation at, at this, uh, this interview, I, I think it's more CrossFit. Okay. So that's just out there for you guys to think about. I, it just confuses me because I think it, it's opposite of what Glassman says he wants to happen. He wants an open market. He wants people to speak their mind. He wants people to cover the games. Um, but you can't then edit what that is. That's right. Right. They have to have the freedom to be able to say what they see, what they feel, um, and communicate to that their audience that. I agree. Yep. And then it's up to the audience whether they believe it, take it, or whatever. Um, so I'm not sure it's toxicity. I think it's confusion in the community. And they just want to know, they want to see something more concrete as opposed to like, hey, and we're going to talk about this in a minute. Here are the dates for the games. It's very different than what it's been in the past, but those are all the details we're giving you. Here's the biggest issue. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go. I think the biggest thing is that CrossFit for so long has been so accessible in terms of athletes and being able to go into a box that has your favorite athlete working there and they take a picture with you and they work out with you and they do all these things and then all of a sudden – you get to the corporate side of CrossFit and you've got nothing. There's no responses. There's no, there's no anything. And you're seeing that a lot with some of these uh, penalties that are coming out too. It's just, here's, here's a little bit of what, why you got the penalty. And that's all we're going to tell you. And then I'm, we're going to get in a little bit of this here shortly, but uh, you know, there's not a lot of communication back and forth. And I think that's a little different than what most CrossFitters feel like has happened I think that's that where my frustration is lying like with all of this is I value communication and there's been terrible communication overall. You know, we're going to shut down our Instagram accounts. We're not going to tell you why for a while. We're going to fire our whole headquarters. We're not going to tell you why. That's fine. Some of that's not our business that we don't need to know that. But but you can't on that same note then say, come talk to us, come be open. We're, we're, we have an open door policy. We want to hear what you have to say. They're not being clear with their communications on what they want out there. So that's where my frustration lies. And it's not just what's being taken away. There, there's two Instagram accounts back. Right. And they haven't, they didn't announce it. They haven't said why. They just popped why up. Why to change a course, anything. They're just boom. Yeah. You run across them one day. So I think, I think their communications need some review. You know how you hear when that, that their back is uh, from Army Hammer. It's weird. Huh. How's that happen? Or make Wads great again or, or make... any of the other like outsourced yep. media partners. So before we get into some of the good news, let's finish off this rant. Uh, penalties were issued for 20.5. Uh, there were two major penalties levied, and that was against Christian Lucero, who uh, my buddy Charlie over my there guy. picked as someone who – could be a dark horse for the games. Now he is outside the cut line due to a major penalty. And just to recap, kind of what happened is his wall ball target was set up where the 10-foot line was through the middle of the target, meaning in order to clear the 10-foot line, it had to hit the top of the target. Which he marked with a, a piece of tape. He was questioned on whether he had good reps or not. He took screenshots from his video of the ball hitting the target on every rep. Mm -hmm. He did. 
And I believe then CrossFit said, well, there's even more that you missed. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Whoops. Thanks for sending your video. Uh, you didn't miss 20 of them. You missed 23 of them. So at this point, he is outside the cut line. He was in the cut line. Yeah. That has removed him from that. Uh, the one I really want to get into is Logan Collins, uh, former games athlete. Yeah. Inside the cut line, got a major penalty because he, they said he didn't come to full extension before he started the motion of the next mm-hmm. muscle up. And what I want to say about that is if that's the standard that you want to go with, fine. I feel that that is a very inconsistent judgment. Yes. There are other videos out there of top athletes using the exact same technique as Logan Collins did and did not receive a major penalty. Right. So here we are back to inconsistencies. Right. Logan Collins won the 30 muscle ups for time at the games. Mm hmm using the exact same technique right. that he was just dinged a major penalty for. And so what it is, is as he's pushing out the must, the top of the muscle up, he starts to fall back right at the very top. Yep. And they're saying he's not completing the extension. Right. If you take the judges course, they are correct. I was just about to say that they specifically call that out in the judges course. However, you got to call it the same across the board. I agree. And if you let it go at the games. Now that could be from judge to judge. Correct. But the the judging board or committee that are judging these uh, these videos should have some kind of a consistency across the board. And so I'm saying that there are videos of top 40 athletes doing the same thing he did that did not get penalized. He did reviewed by the same committee. They got to fix that. Yeah. Uh, or not use the open as a games qualifier. Uh, what? Yeah, they're going to have to fix that. Yeah. Or maybe just do those. bar muscle ups instead of ring muscle. Ups. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Charlie. That You're, was for you. Yeah, thanks. All right, so let's talk about the NSCA. That was some big news. Huge news. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who've been following uh, the CrossFit world, Greg Glassman and CrossFit HQ have been fighting against the NSCA for a very, very long time. What is um, ironic is this case actually started at, in, in Columbus, Ohio. At the Ohio State University. And Fit Club in downtown Columbus. Yes. Uh, that is a gym fairly close to where we are today. Uh, we were located in Dublin, Ohio, uh, just outside of Columbus. And so we, are, we actually know some of the players in this court case, uh, I applaud the owner of Fit Club for stepping up and fighting for what he believed in and getting CrossFit involved. Uh, because uh, what happened was CrossFit alleges that the NSCA falsified information that made it appear that CrossFit was a dangerous sport. And, and high uh, chance for injury. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so they falsified survey information. And injuries. And injuries. Uh, And I just want to give you a quote from the judge. The judge in this case said, this case's bad 
um, faith misconduct was as egregious as anything this court has seen in 25 years on the bench. And they, she not only ruled in favor of CrossFit, but terminated the suit from the NSCA. So they cannot take it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, the penalty, so they were fined $4 million, NSCA. The um, judgment for CrossFit has not been held yet. So the penalty that CrossFit will receive from NSCA has not even been determined. It's on top of the $4 million fine. Hmm. Hmm. Now, the NSCA at this point is broke as a joke. Right. right. <laughs> They're not they going to They can't see even that. pay their attorneys. You can put any number on there at this point. Right. Yeah. But it just goes to show you how bad it was. When the judge said it was the most That's, egregious yeah. she has seen in 25 years on the bench. Wow. So, you know, that was a fight, a long haul fight that CrossFit really took on and they ended up winning. And they're probably going to lose money because the NSCA is not never going to pay out this, whatever the damages are. Right. Right. This suit. But it's, it was the point. Right. You they know. made the point. Yeah. And it's probably worth the money spent to show that they are not a dangerous sport. Right. So any more thoughts on that? No, I mean, just it was we've been sort of waiting to kind of hear, you know, we heard about this first a couple of years ago when it first came out. So it's just finally nice to see a, a resolution for it and resolution for it in our favor. I know our gym owner was ecstatic. Yes. Posted the decision on all of our social media. I was very excited. It is great news for for gym owners and affiliate members across the country. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. So the other uh, big announcement this week was the ga they announced the dates for the games. Uh, they are going to start Monday, July 27th, 2020, and they will conclude on Sunday, August 2nd, 2020. So that is seven days. The games have never been a week long. Um, and what they said is that this is now a week long festival. Yeah. See, here's what I'm thinking. They just want to extend this longer so there can be a lot of pregame for all of us spectators. So my, I have a speculation that they're going to let the age group people have their due. You mean like the masters? Oh. The masters and the teens actually be the only show on maybe earlier in the week like they mm. used to do in the old days. I think that that's a good speculation. And Charlie, that also is going to lead me into – we should probably step up our game on Tuesday. I and think Thursdays you're right. Let's start tomorrow. Okay. We'll start tomorrow. <laughs> Tuesday, right? Yeah. So one thing, I, don't, I haven't even told my partners this, is I am going to apply to be a media member at the games this year no. now that we have the podcast. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, so that we can get in the media pit. I'm excited. Sounds good to me. Yes. Uh, and maybe get some interviews with some people this year. Let me check my schedule. Yep, I'm free. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to apply for that and see if I can get that this year. Um, and we'll see what happens. Let's do it. Let's do it. And now that it's a week-long festival, hey, let's go party. Let's do it. So one thing I did, I, Morning Chalk Up actually kind of wrote this out. But in the past, so last year the games were four days long. 18, it was five days long. 17, four. In 16, they were six. 15, they were six. 14, they were six. So they've almost been a week in the past, but in, if I remember right, in those years, 
they had the masters athletes and teen athletes go like Tuesday, Wednesday, yep. Thursday. Yep. And then they were done. And they were done. And then the elite athletes went Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so I think that'd be a pretty cool thing to kind of bring back. Yeah. I guess I was thinking too, I'm wondering if maybe they extended the dates too because of the cutoffs. You know, just as a thought, maybe they're to let athletes, maybe they're going to extend the number of events before they start doing cutoffs, you know, because there was a lot so, of complaints. So oh, they have cuts. announced okay. that the first cut comes after the third workout okay. this year, and it's going to be an every second counts mm. format. Hmm. Okay. So like the 2007, yep. uh, nine, I think it's 2008. It I think it was, it was eight. 2008. Yeah. Kalipa. Yeah. Um, so that means that the, they're going to time the three workouts and add the times together. Ooh. And then the top, so many people will make it through. Okay. Um, and so that, and they said it'll take a full day. Okay. So one full day. Okay. So that has been announced. That I think it was announced like right after the games that Glassman wanted to do an every second counts. Sounds fun. Yeah. Throwback uh, and do that. So, yeah, I think that'll be cool. I'm excited about a week-long games event. I think, I hope they they broadcast the, the Masters. Yeah, I would again. love to see that. They, they've worked hard. They deserve their due. Uh, Listen, just because you're old or young doesn't mean you're any less of an athlete. And some of those Masters athletes have become just as big a name as the elite athletes. Yeah, and by the way, some of these Masters athletes are former games athletes that are still competing. True. Very true. Nick, your anchor. Becca Voigt. Yeah. Spieler did it last year, the year before. Maybe someday Sam Briggs will be in the Masters. I don't I know. She's going to probably gonna, do both. I think she's going to hold on Masters, forever. Be individual, the now team. Split out. She's going to do the Masters at the beginning of the week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so figure out how to She'll get into the both. teens. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the best thing you saw all week. Okay. Well, mine is going to reflect Con Porter, but it's on a different method for this. So he was interviewed by Morning Chalk Up about his win. Um, and if you watched it, um, or if you follow Con on social media, he is a very big supporter of mental health. And he talks openly about his mental health struggles, which, number one, I appreciate as um, a role model that anybody's going to speak out against that. Number two, I also appreciate it that a male is speaking out about those things because I think those are things that are typically, you know, let's not talk about our feelings. And you guys both know me. I'm the feelings friend. Let's talk about your feelings. So for the fact that um, he was interviewed and asked specifically about his mental health and then Khan's response to that, yes, we all have demons. I have my own demons when I'm out there, um, but competing out on that floor helps me um, to, to retrain my self-talk. And so I just appreciated that he is speaks openly about mental health in front of this platform as well as with the sport. Charlie, you got some? Um, mine was kind of a something that's been going around Facebook a little bit with this. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen it where you you something that women can do, but men apparently cannot do. And I have not tried this yet. 
But you, I don't know if I can describe this on this podcast, but essentially you put your head against the wall in an L shape. Yeah, like you're bent over, like almost like, you know, a good morning. Almost like a good morning. You pull a chair to your chest and then you stand up almost like a, like a good morning. Women are apparently able to do this, but men are not. So it's it's something that's a little quirky, something you can try at home with whoever. No, no, no. no. Here's what's going to happen. Once we end this podcast, we're going to try it right here before we leave, and then we're going to report back. Not going to be able to do it. Well, let's try it. Well, I am a with, supple with, leopard. I can do everything. Mobile you, you are, uh, That's what everybody says. That Charlie is a supple leopard. That's right. Uh, big eyes. What? <laughs> we'll see. So give it a try. It's on your local Facebooks and such. All right, so the best thing I saw this week is a throwback. So, you know, I was sick with the flu. I went back and watched the documentary, the 2014 CrossFit Games. Mm. I got to tell you, and I know this is that Froning's last year? Yes. But what's unique is it was not Heber and Mars. Heber and Mars were filming Froning 4. Yeah. So this was done by CrossFit Media. And it was done in a way that I found so refreshing compared to the glitz and glam mm-hmm. of the Heber yeah. Mars. And I love them. Like, sure. It's taking nothing away from them. It's just very different. So it was a documentary of the games. It was 90 minutes long. You didn't even get to the games until minute 67-ish. Mm. It was the road all these athletes were taking. And if you remember, it's the year Camille won. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was pushing the sled on the gravel road and having a breakdown. Mm. And Matt Chan's wife is saying, we want you to have a a breakdown so that you learn how to react and keep pushing. Do you remember that scene? I, I do remember I don't that. remember that scene, but I remember watching this. So it was iconic at the time. Like, okay. Because everybody was like, ooh, Camille has learned to go to the dark place. Yeah. And then she won the games. Yeah. Uh, but it, it fought, it's the year Sam failed to qualify at regionals because right. of the handstand walk. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they following her along, and then she doesn't make the it. The year after she won, because she won in 2013. Correct. Right. Uh, Annie's struggle coming back from the back injury. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Frazier's first year Frazier's first year and it was almost like he was a throw in like crap we didn't even know who this kid yeah. was and we got to like it's go here the second out. he could win on the last day ah never mind <laughs> yeah I think was that the same year was Marcus Philly in that one he was not in the documentary okay but he was in the games yes Lindsay Valenzuela was a big part of it uh, and she didn't qualify either she had finished top podium the year before and then didn't make the games uh, out of the California regional. So there's all these this drama of people not even making it to the games. Mm-hmm. And then other people, like Matt Frazier coming out of nowhere. Ben Smith had a great games that year. Yeah, and when it, it was Kalipa's last great year because yep. Kalipa podium. Yes, th- third place, right? Correct. So it was Froning first, Frazier second, yeah, Kalipa third. Yes. Uh, and they, you know, they interview Matt. And it's before he had like all of the swag. Yeah. So he's like, oh, my gosh, it was so cool, like, Froning on one side and Cleep on the other, and it was so cool. <laughs> like, it was such a different Frasier, and yeah. everybody looks so young. But it was really gritty. It was a yeah. lot more gritty than so like what we see today. where would somebody go to watch this? 
YouTube. On YouTube. It actually popped up as, hey, something you might be interested in. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm interested in it. <laughs> so you're right. I, I yeah. How does it know? So I, I highly encourage people, if you're into the CrossFit world, mm-hmm. it's kind of a transition period because it was Froning's last year as an individual. He's admitting that throughout the, the filming um, that it's his last year. And and does, that's the year that they talk about um, where they adopted Lake, Lakeland, yes. right? Like that, that week. So, so it, it's not in this because this is oh. more pre-game. Okay, okay. And it happened at the games. Yes. Okay. So that's more in Froning 4. Okay. If you want to see that. Um, but they're, they all look so young, and Rich has so much hair. So much hair. So much hair. It's just a cool cool video to watch. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. And then the last thing I want to say is something that I didn't like on the internet this week is I got my Spotify year-end results. <laughs> right. Did you guys? Did I you did. Guys? I just looked at mine today. Yeah. And so I realized that. So I'm starting to feel older this year because I did the open and I got moved into the 50, 54. Because yeah, you are going to be 50 coming up. Correct. But I'm not there yet. <laughs> but yet I got put into that age group this year in the open. Yeah. Um, and so I, I get the Spotify results and it's like, your number one band is Van Halen. Mm. Someone who has not put out an album in 20 years. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. So my, my top four were Van Halen, the Goo Goo Dolls, One Republic, actually a band who has had a hit in the last 10 years. And then Sammy Hagar. And I was like, oh man, I'm old. Justin Bieber didn't make that list. Right Nick six. Jonas was like six. Okay, Ooh, well, Jonas. I'm going to tell you that the top of my list was DJ Khaled. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> For real. Yep. But that's always fun. That's always fun to, yeah. to look at those and kind of see what your top songs are. But I need to get some. I need to get some new music in my in my playlist. Think you got to get something in this uh, decade. That'd be yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get you young again. All right. So. Um, Check out all those things on the internet. Uh, it's a lot of fun this week. And then uh, next week, we are going to have a special episode for you. So our plan is to travel to another gym, do a drop-in workout, and interview an elite CrossFit athlete. Da, da, da. And we will leave that as a surprise. Uh, and make you check in next week to see who that elite athlete is. And whether or not I beat them in the workout. Yeah. (laughs) And whether or not Charlie can do the chair test. (laughs) Let's just say you're not going to beat this athlete. (laughs) It could be all push-ups. The workout of strictly push-ups. I still would go with the other guy. Sorry, man. Or girl. You're, you're or 40, girl. You're 40 plus. <laughs> so tune in next week. We'll have, we may have something really special for you. We're hoping to. Hopefully weather holds out. Um, nothing bad happens. And we will see you next week on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Peace out, everyone. Later. Yep. This is Ben, the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. If you liked what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a rating. We would really appreciate that. We're available on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So subscribe on your favorite app, and we would greatly appreciate that. 
Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends.